0: Hey, what's up? This is Corey Dion Lewis, clinical health coach and host of the Healthy Project podcast. Now, the research shows that social determinants can have a greater impact on your health more than healthcare or lifestyle choices. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss how to improve health and reduce health inequity by speaking to healthcare professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, give it a review. Or you can also make a donation to The Healthy Project using the link in the description. It takes 30 seconds and it's super easy. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now let's get started.
1: Thank you for tuning in to The Healthy Project, My City, My Health Edition. I'm Krisha and I'm going to be your host this afternoon. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa, majoring in psychology and minoring in gender, health and health equity. I'd like to thank Corey for joining me this afternoon. Before we get started, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So, Corey Dion Lewis, I am a clinical health coach uh, and founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project podcast, where we talk about um, social determinants of health, uh, health equity, uh, prevention, and just um, how we can improve the health of individuals and communities with other health professionals.
1: Really cool stuff. I know you've been working really hard on the, my city, my health conference. And I was kind of wondering what does this conference mean to you?
0: Oh man. So this conference, mean, it means multiple things and it, it would be necessary to kind of start to like why we even started this event. Um, And I've I've told this story numerous of times because there's some correlations between why I started The Healthy Project. And that is um, my mother faced some uh, pretty serious, had some pretty serious chronic diseases. And um, after we moved her to live with me to kind of help her focus on her health and wellness, uh, realized that she wasn't getting the quality care that she deserved and um as the store as i told the story of my mother and her healthcare journey um other women other black women were telling me similar stories of how um they were treated in healthcare and that's where the conversation for me uh changed a little bit about okay not i mean not only you know the stories i was hearing about you know black women and how they were treated in, in healthcare but Um, other stories and how just people in general uh, who are are treated have negative um, experiences and uh, having conversations with, with black men who refuse to come in and get their preventative service, preventative checks because of the issues they are having in healthcare and, and all of that. And so that's, that's one thing of understanding that culture and people were there was a mistreatment there from the um, from the patient side, but also the lack of uh, people of color in those professions and how that plays a role. Uh, so all those things started to come come into play for me. And then, um, like I said, I, I am a clinical health coach at a federally qualified health center here in Des Moines, Iowa, and I've had, and this is the population that I serve. So social determinants, health equity, um, working with people in underserved and most vulnerable populations is what I do every day. And I've had experiences where um, I could be speaking with a patient who's uh, diabetic or uh, pre-diabetic and they are, they get their meals from the food pantry. Or they get x amount. They had their their food budget is super super low. Or um, they're not concerned with their medication or their diet because they're trying to figure out how they can um, get money for rent. So these are these are real things that happen to these, to, to people where um, they're just trying to live, and unfortunately, the struggles that they are going through to just live day to day is. Killing them because they can't focus on their health. So, all of these things uh, played a part in creating a space for professionals to come together and have a conversation around yes, we know that there are issues when it comes to um, racism and culture in healthcare. We know that um, uh, when it comes to prevention and getting people to get those services and we understand there's an importance and there's positive things that happen when we collaborate with with community-based organizations. We know these things are true. What are we doing about it? And what are the solutions? So, um, I went off on a tangent, so I apologize, but that just, that is, um, (laughs) but that, that's all, that's what it all is, you know, and, and, um, it's just a passion of mine to just continue to have this conversation uh, and and really have people come together to figure out you know what what are the solutions and what can we do to just better better serve our community?
1: Yeah, everything you do is super inspiring, especially since you had that personal connection um, with your mother and you kind of want and you realized like others were going through similar experiences and kind of just wanting to improve. Um, the healthcare for everyone. It's really inspiring what you've been doing, Corey.
0: No, thank you. You know, it's, it, you know, I, I'm i sad that it took, you know, someone close to me to, like, r- realize this was happening. But, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. But um, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we have people that are joining us that are really, really excited about change and, and really... Um, excited about where, where we can do within our community.
1: Yeah, for sure. So kind of going a little bit off of that, what has been your favorite part of organizing the My City, My Health conference?
0: Oh man. You know, so <laughs> that's a fun question because um, the beginning, when I first started it, just the, the, a idea and coming together with people who are excited about the conversation and just saying, okay, this is, this is how conferences are usually ran. How can we do it differently? What can we do differently? And that what was so fun about it is the goal is to do something that not that no one's never seen, but that you're not used to seeing in a, in a conference with health professionals And and the idea is to really highlight um, culture and just have people really enjoy the time there and really um, come away with ideas and and solutions and and to really enjoy themselves, um, not only have get the value from the speakers but also leave and go, Hey, that was, that was a good time and, and leave motivated. So the, that was, that was the most exciting part around organizing. This is just, just coming up with ideas on how we can make this different and the excitement from other people when, when talking about it and how excited they get around just being a part of, of what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like it, like it's going to be super motivational for everyone to hear, but you want to also make sure that they're leaving the conference conferences like kind of like an action plan of like how they can get involved with this big effort.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know that, and, that, and that's the, that's my one ask for everyone that is in attendance that is speaking um, is the goal. My, my call to them or my challenge for them is to leave with one idea one big idea on how they can either change their their self or change their community in one in one positive way you know, that that is the one ask. So hopefully with the four panels that we have um, from culture and healthcare to prevention, to mental health and community collaboration, you can leave this event with one idea to to change, change your circle in a positive way
1: yeah for sure. Kind of transitioning now to um your work as a clinical health coach, how does racism show up in your career?
0: Yeah, and this is a really good question is one that I had to really think about a lot because when when I look at racism uh from a health coaching perspective, there are a few ways um that I've seen it it's not necessarily. Um, someone being racist towards me per se as um, a black health coach, but mm-hmm. someone who uh, sees me a- as a black health coach and wondering, okay, is, is this person going to give me the uh, care that I need? And what I mean by that is, you know, um, over the past few years, You know, especially within you know the um, the political environment, there there are a lot of people that um, it just it was just a rough time around George Floyd, um, the president at the time, and you know, as the health coach, I see everybody, and when I have somebody on my schedule that may not look like me or maybe wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. And they're looking at me like okay what what's what's gonna happen here?" And I'm looking at them like okay what's what's gonna happen here and um it's it's a tricky thing, so it's like it goes to that that unco- that that bias that unconscious bias that we have. you know what I mean when you see something and you try to you try not to, but it it happens you know it it triggers an emotion but you, um, the important thing is recognizing that and being able to can still be a professional and help everyone I can to the, um to the ability that I can. So that is there when that's I do see that just um just as a black you know a black professional or a black health coach in um a clinical setting trying to help patients. Um, and the other other thing, not necessarily um, racism, but just the comfort people have with me that um, look like me, you know, you, you're comfortable around the people that you share um, a cultural identity with. So there are times where patients will tell me things that they necessarily will not tell their, their provider, you know what I mean? Just because there's a trust with me that they may not have with their provider and not saying that their provider wouldn't do the right thing, but it's, they just, they see someone that looks like them and they are more, um, they're more open and honest sometimes. And, and sometimes it can be, you know, um, stressful because they're telling me things I way out of my um, scope of practice. But the important thing is I can, I can help them in a way that they felt like they couldn't be helped before. So, so that's been, so that's been good.
1: Yeah, like they might feel like they're able to better relate with you because you might have go- gone through like similar experiences and things like that.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, and I, there, there's one, there was one situation I, I had a patient that um, they were from. They're not from Iowa. They were from Arkansas, and uh, diabetic, and we're just kind of talking, and I just just through conversation and building rapport and trying to get to know them. Um, let them know that I had family in Arkansas, right? And ever since then, they were like, oh, you're from Arkansas. So they had that connection that I'm like, well, I'm not from Arkansas, but for them, the fact that, okay, I, I look like them, I'm from their same place, so I, I can understand them, the way they're speaking and communicating, because it was, for some people, it was very hard to understand but being able to talk to someone that, oh my gosh, I'm talking and they can actually understand what I'm saying, that is um very important to people, man. Just like be, being able to understand um small cultural things, you know, in, in, in lingo and things that um when they would say to someone else, they may not understand it or even even um ignore it. But someone who understands them and being able to um, know what they're saying and accept what they're saying and being able to translate that in a way um, it was, it was important to them.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like, what are some ways you try to strive to provide culturally responsive care to your patients?
0: Yes. So um, I just ask questions of, about different cultures. So if someone's in my office that, um is from a different culture. So we've had a lot of um, Afghan uh, refugees here that, you know, coming through our, our clinic. And if, if I see a patient, it's just, you know, that first 20 minutes, I'm not even really talking about the reason why they're in my office, whether it be they're, they're wanting to lose weight or get healthy or whatever the case may be. I'm just asking about their culture because I, I'm not going to act like I'm the expert. You know, that that would be... That would be the worst thing to do. So I'm just asking questions. I'm learning, um, you know, what are cultural significant foods, you know, in, in, and that's something that's really benefited uh, with working with patients, you know, working with someone, you know, that I, I just learned this not about a year ago, you know, working with, I can be working with someone from Mexico, but also working with someone from Peru, and they have different, Main foods, you know what I mean? Like you, and they're like, no, like yes, we both speak Spanish or both uh, Latine, But in Peru, you know, this is this is these are our main foods, is what we eat. Or Mexico, these are their main foods. And without asking questions, you wouldn't know that. And what tends to happen if I were to just assume that okay, being um, Spanish speaking, these are these are the main foods, and then bringing that up to them in uh a food you know pyramid or my pyramid or whatever and they're like wait what you know and that can just throw us off you know that yeah. can just throw us off so um if i don't know i don't mind asking questions at all i actually enjoy it i learned so much from um from the different cultures that i'm able to um work with that broad lawns that uh if I weren't able to ask questions, it, it'd be hard. And they and the patients really appreciate it too. They they loved and they love talking about their culture. You know what I mean? They're and they're proud of it. So, being able to get that out of them, and not only do I learn something, but it, it builds rapport between them and I. So, um, we're able to build a, a stronger relationship because of it.
1: Yeah, and it's like important to re- remember, like you're always learning every day and like kind of take that as an opportunity to get to know like other perspectives and cultures even more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. you know, and and I am, um, I will say I have a lot more time to work with patients than a lot of providers do. So, you know, average provider seeds a patient, I think the average time is 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, If that, I think 15 minutes is, is pushing it, but around 10 minutes is the average Um, visit and I'm seeing patients for 20, 30, 40 minutes, you know, being able to really get to know them. So yes, that is a, that is a benefit, but I will say that being a part of that care team and being able to do that, um, it really, it really improves the overall care for that patient just by being able to have that time and to understand where they're coming from culturally.
1: Yeah, for sure. As we mentioned earlier, you're the founder of the Healthy Project, which is a public media company that speaks with different healthcare professionals and thought leaders all over the world. I was wondering, what's been your most rewarding part of this experience?
0: Man, good question. And um, a lot. Of, what's really been rewarding for me is. Honestly, what you just said—being able to speak with people from all over the world—I would have never Im- imagined. Just having a thirty, forty-minute conversation with someone in Australia or someone in, you know, Greece, and having an instant connection because we share a common uh, passion and that's helping people. You know, and that I've, I have great. Friends from it that I still c- connect with today, and you know we'll have zoom chats just to check in on each other and you know it's that has been one of the, the the funnest things of it all is really you know and and even and with the 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 way i I do my podcast is mostly very just conversational so being able to see um listen to these um these professionals who are high up wherever they are. I mean some just some solid people. Um just being able to hear them in more of a a laid back way. It's just fun to see too. Like they're just laid back just talking about something that they enjoy. And um it's just it's just fun. It's just, it's been it's been a fun experience and just being able to connect. And hopefully I can continue to do this for years and years to come and can just connect connect and learn from and um and just hear stories from people from all over the place
1: yeah it would be really cool to hear like different perspectives and see how and you'd even be able to learn like how um leaders in other countries are handling certain problems in healthcare and things like that and maybe we could be adopting those into our practices here
0: oh absolutely you know this was probably a year ago i had um uh, a friend on that is a he's a, a health coach in England and he's a he runs a, a diabetes management program and just kind of there are some similarities in how we speak to patients but there are some things that he does that um, I wouldn't even think about you know in a lot of it's because of the the different cultures that he works with or the majority of the cultures he works with and the things that they do where, where he lives but I feel like things that would translate here very, very easily. So I've been able to learn a lot and we've been able to learn from each other. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's been just being able to hear how um, the, the, same, the same problem, but just different solutions and ideas that you can hear from people has been amazing.
1: I know today we've discussed lots of different ways to improve culturally responsive care what is one thing that you'd want our listeners to take away from our conversation today?
0: Uh, One thing, if there's one thing that I want people to take away from this conversation is when you're in an environment with people that don't look like you, just ask questions. I want you to ask one question, get to know them, um, not them just as a person, but them, you know, what, their, their culture there it is a very uncomfortable conversation from, for some people I don't know why it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable conversation to ask someone about their culture you know you know what I mean because you're trying to learn about them and I feel like by breaking that barrier and doing that not only are we able to improve health equity by understanding cultures and how we can uh, improve health but we're just we're able to get this closer together as you know a freaking a nation as a world you know to being able to understand us people more and the the better questions that we ask um the closer we can come together as as a whole community
1: that is a really nice sentiment and it's some i feel like sometimes we're always the ones talking but we need to remember it's important to listen to others as well
0: yes Yes. You know, in health coaching, one of the sayings is um, if you're you're talking too much, you're doing it wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to have the person that you're trying to help do the majority of the work, do the majority of the talking. And you're just listening. And you're, you're right. We do. We do too. We can do too much talking sometimes and not enough listening. And that is kind of the soul of My City, My Health is we've done enough talking as a a healthcare community. It's time to listen to the people and come up with solutions to to continue to help.
1: Exactly. I would like to thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, Corey. And to our listeners, be sure to sign up for the My City, My Health conference happening on November 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you can do this at mycity.health. There's an in-person component as well as a virtual one in case you're not able to make it down to Des Moines. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Hey, thank you. You've been a great host. Natural. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you.
0: Take care.